Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it's Friday. There's no Reggie Wilson today, but we're still going to have the roundtable. I'm in sunny Mexico, as you can see. Guys down there playing pickleball, guys across the way playing golf, and on the other side, they're at the beach. Me, I'm sitting here working, and I'm going to enjoy it. I got Julia Daniels joining me from CARE 11. I got Sam Ekstrom joining me from Locked On Sports Minnesota, and, of course, the host of the Ron Johnson Show with myself, and it's a lot of stuff going on. I feel like every time, and I said this, Sam, every time I go to Mexico, I feel like a lot of crap happens in the <laughs> sports world. Like, it's just like pets head start falling off, babies start walking, like something is going to happen. I thought there was going to be a Justin Jefferson signing. Nope, we got Theo Jackson. I thought there was going to be a Kirk Cousins extension. Nope, we got absolute pop poppycock from a lot of people saying crazy stuff. So we got to talk about that today. We're going to talk about Quasi. We're going to talk about so much. But you know what? Let's get into these topics. Julia, what you got for us? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Wolves. Um, what we think this season's going to shape up like for them as they're in their last leg. And why at the top of the West, they're still considered an underdog. And Reggie Wilson's down in Fort Myers covering the Twins. We're going to talk about the Twins as well. Ownership is done spending this offseason at over $40 million less than last year's payroll. Should we be offended? Yeah, that's called cheap, Sam. But we're going to also talk about Quasi Adolfo Mensa. He has the biggest thing to ever happen in sports, which is Justin Jefferson. And is he going to get this done? We'll talk about that and the ramifications if he does not get Justin or Kirk Cousins to remain Minnesota Vikings. What does that mean for the legacy of his career? Can he still win the Super Bowl? Does it work if he doesn't? Will the fans absolutely set the stadium on fire? We'll talk about all that and much more coming up on the roundtable. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. I want everybody to know today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join the day and get $150 in bonus bets. That's $150 in bonus bets. And if your first $5 bet wins, you know what? You win. And I told you, I've done it. It's super easy. I bet on the Lakers to beat the Nuggets, but you can bet on the Timberwolves. Bet on the Timberwolves to beat anybody coming up because they have some easy games coming up this week. That's a perfect place to put your first $5 bet to win $150. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. Well, we're going to jump into these topics, and today we have to start off with Quasi Adolfa Mensa. Quasi Adolfa Mensa could possibly put himself in the hot seat if the Vikings let Kirk Cousins go and they can't re-sign Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson has already said, I want to play for a stable quarterback. He's also said, I'm going to break the bank. I don't know if those two things go together. And that's the problem. Like he's going to have to, somebody's going to have to bend. And I honestly believe money talks, BS walks. I think if the Vikings were to offer Justin Jefferson the contract he wants, I don't think he'll care about playing with J.J. McCarthy or another unnamed quarterback that the Vikings might try to bring in. There's a lot of veterans out there. We've talked about Tannehill, so on and so forth. But if he could not re-sign Justin Jefferson and if Kirk Cousins goes, I truly believe that might be the end of Quasi because of the whole money ball situation, because of the analytics situation, because of all the other stuff that's come out in the media with the PFF, you know, and all that other stuff. It just would be too big of a of a mountain to overcome and i i think if though and i don't know and this is we'll have to get there it's alternate universe just like in the multiverse if you do the marvels if quasi somehow does all that loses all those guys and they get to the super bowl kind of like the 49ers did with a rookie quarterback 
and a couple star, like one star guy. Maybe KJ Osborne becomes Debo Samuel. We already have TJ Hawkinson, but who knows when he's going to be back. Running back is the question. Do they go out and get a guy like Saquon Barkley? I, I think that's what the Vikings have to figure out. What what matters more? Who's willing to play with a rookie QB? Can they recreate what Shanahan did, which is not win, but get to the Super Bowl? If that happens, then I think fans will forgive him losing JJ. But I saw somebody tweet that, remember when the Vikings traded Randy Moss and thought that was going to be the answer to resetting their team? Well, we know what the quarterbacks look like after that. So I would say keep Justin Jefferson figure out a way to keep him happy and just pay for Kirk Cousins for two more years and draft a guy. And then you can be done with Kirk Cousins because he probably will retire in purple. I don't know. What do you think, Julia? Yeah, I agree completely. I think uh, you lose both of those guys. It's the biggest bag fumble of all time. I don't think he recovers from this. I don't think his legacy recovers if he loses both of them. Minnesota fans will never forgive him if that happens. We talked about it last week. Justin Jefferson is an irreplaceable player. Um, I think you pay him first before you do anything else um, in order to secure that. Make sure that this doesn't happen. Losing both of them, like this thought hadn't even crossed my mind until I was looking at the topics last night because I don't even want to go there, right? I'm not a Vikings fan. I'm not from here. But for the sake of this fan base, I don't even want to think about the hypothetical of both of them not being here. However, like I always talk about, you never know what's going to happen, especially with the sports up here. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I don't see this happening. Uh, but again, I say I don't think that Quasi ever is forgiven by anybody if he loses both of those guys somehow. But I also just really don't see that happening. Yeah, certainly if Justin Jefferson gets away and becomes the fourth disgruntled receiver to and really good disgruntled receiver to leave Minnesota in the last 20 years, Moss, Harvin, Diggs, and now Jefferson. And this would be the most unprecedented of all of them, because at least in, um, in Moss's case, you know, they signed him to a second contract in Diggs case. They signed him to a second contract. Harvin actually didn't make it to the second contract, but he also wasn't as good as Justin Jefferson. It, it would be unprecedented for a player of Justin Jefferson's caliber not to be extended. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Like the best examples you can look at are like Keyshawn Johnson and Amari Cooper um, in the past, but guys that are this good without any problems, they sign extensions. So at his age of his talent level, not to extend him would be like a first in the NFL. And I can see the conversations in my head where the ownership is saying, wait, crazy. Why is this even difficult? Like what, what's really going on here? We're not going to bring him back. So I really think that needs to happen, but crazy's fate will ultimately be tied to the success of the team, and that's going to be driven by the quarterback. And if it's not Kirk Cousins, it's going to be whoever's next. So he might be tying himself to a rookie quarterback, and that will decide his future because you get fired in the NFL when you make bold decisions and then don't win. That's what's going to get you fired. So when you make a big decision, like not re-signing your, your longtime quarterback, not bringing back or trading a, uh, an epically good receiver that puts you under scrutiny. And if you don't win after that, then you're toast. Yeah. And, and to think about that, I mean, when you think about Quasi and, and how this fan base, I mean, Twitter right now, that's all everybody's talking about Twitter and Instagram, Vikings, Twitter and Instagram. Everybody's talking about 
players and what's going to happen to Kirk Cousins and what's going to happen to Justin Jefferson. Please resign them. Please resign them. I don't know if people know this, but the socials don't actually have anything to do with the staff. Like they have nothing to do with it. They're looking at it just like you're like, I wish we would sign Justin too. I, there's nothing I can do about it. I wish one day somebody from the socials team just would lose their mind and just start tweeting as if they are who they really are, not as the team. It just, just like respond kind of like, I don't know if you guys remember when Eminem's kind of lost it for a little bit. Uh, I think Radio Shack was the other one that lost it. And I think it was like Burger King, like Burger King and like McDonald's or somebody got into it. I can't remember, but you know, like those some are some of the funniest nights of Instagram and Twitter when the socials get taken over by like a, a young, I don't even was that Gen Z is what they are. Um, and they just lose their mind and just start tweeting as if they're the real, like, this is what I've been waiting to say to y'all. Stop asking this or we're not bringing back the, 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 or the ice cream machine doesn't work or something. You know, like, I, I love that. Does it a lot. Yeah. Wendy's does do that a lot. Like Wendy's always pops off on people when they say stuff. Um, so it, it's, I, I wish the Viking socials would do that. But speaking of Viking socials, so Kirk Cousins legacy, I don't know what's going on. I, I get it. He's a hot topic. Like Kirk Cousins is a hot topic. And so I'm going to throw out something to you guys. And I did a little research on this and I'll go last. I'll let you guys kind of give me your thoughts and then I'll finish it up. But Jeremiah Searles, because we're going to put names to this. I'm not, uh, he's been on my show. I'm actually going to probably reach out to him. Maybe we'll see if he get him on and actually explain himself a little bit more and debunk this. Because I think, I think Jeremiah Searles is being influenced a little bit by uh, Alex Boone. Alex Boone is the other name. And I think, and the reason I say that is because if you actually watch the clip, and I think the host of that is really the reason they're going there anyway. Like the host doesn't like Kirk Cousins. He's been known to just talk bad about Kirk Cousins nonstop. When Kirk Cousins got hurt and Josh Dobbs won a couple games, it was like, oh, I thought we couldn't win without Kirk. And then they start losing. It was like, I never said we couldn't win without Kirk. Shut up. But when you think about what they're doing, Boone didn't play with Kirk Cousins. So why are we talking about this? Jeremiah Searles didn't play with Kirk Cousins. So you don't know what the locker room was like when this happened or when it was said or how it's even handled. So that's where I start. Josh Metellus right away tweeted cap. For those that don't know, those that understand, it's a picture of a baseball hat, which is actually the word cap, which is when, when I was growing up, it was like we're lying to people. We're capping on each other. We're just going to tell joking lies. Cap now just means stop lying. That's a lie. So I get it. Similar. So Josh Metellus right away said, no, that's not the case. Kirk takes Tuesdays off. We get it. He's still here. And I do have some intel on that. And I'll talk about that a little bit. But I'm going to start with you, Julia, here again. Kirk Cousins taking Tuesdays off. Why, why, does, why do these guys think that even matters? And why is that becoming national news all of a sudden? Or not national, but, tw but Vikings Twitter news. Because I look nationally and nobody else is running the story. It's just Vikings Twitter people just getting mad. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Alex Boone always has something to say, right? He's, I'm not a huge fan, if we're being completely honest. Um, he was very vocal about kneeling during the national anthem and things like that. Um, I think he just always got something to say. And he, he always gets attention for the negative things that he says. At least that's how, that's how he's kind of played a role in what I've heard about him in my life. Um, to me, like you said, they didn't play with Kirk. They don't make, probably know Kirk that well. I think um, at the time that we found out Kirk was, what was that, at a baseball game in October, I think? Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
he's spending time with his family. I think if, if you spend any time with Kirk, you know that, number one, he was playing lights out at that time. So not sure where the criticism is coming from here. But him spending time with his family helps him, I feel like, recharge for the week. So sorry that he took his boys to a baseball game, a Twins baseball game, um, a historic postseason for this team and he's showing support for it it's all just like I mean and when you're quarterback for the Vikings um it's also a a political standpoint that he's at too you know show support for the other teams that you have in town everyone was really excited that he was out there it was mostly people outside of this market that were saying you know why is he taking a Tuesday off this that and the other but um I did think it was funny that Josh Mattelis that's where I first saw it on Twitter was when Josh Metellus had tweeted just cap back because aren't the Vikings off on Tuesdays? Isn't that their schedule? Anyway? The NFL, the NFL is off on Tuesdays. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think if you know anything about Kirk cousins, you know, that family time is important to him. And I think in gearing up for a week ahead, um, I, I think mentally that helps him to spend time with his family. It's something that brings him joy. Uh, it's something that probably helps him get his mind off of things so he can be clear-headed as he heads into the next week preparing for whoever is next. So I think it's just kind of a dumb take. I don't really know why we're talking about it now. Um, and I, like I said, I think Alex Boone sometimes has things to say, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, are there quarterbacks in the NFL that probably work every Tuesday? Yes. Um, are there guys in the building rehabbing? Yes, like there, there is activity happening on Tuesdays, but also the modern workplace is evolving. Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell in particular, I think are advocates for the modern workplace. And what is one of the mantras of the modern workplace? You, you got a flexible schedule, right? Everything's virtual anyway. You can work anywhere. You can work from bed in the morning. You can work from the couch on your iPad watching film. Kirk Cousins gets the work done. Is anybody accusing him of being a Kyler Murray type who wastes his time playing video games? I don't think so. I think Kirk Cousins is regarded as a hard worker, a diligent student who over-prepares. So right. if we're getting worked up about the, the the way that he's getting the work done, I think you're, you're nitpicking because right. the work is getting done. So who cares how it gets done? if your quarterback is allowed to fuel his tank on Tuesdays, um, I don't see the problem with it because that's not his reputation at all is to be a slacker, to be lazy. Uh, he does have a family and it's a lot of work to have two kids as well. So I, I totally respect what he's going for with that sort of line that he's drawn. Yeah. And, and so here's where I go with it quick. So one, I did reach out to a couple players. Uh, I'm not going to say names because I told them I wouldn't say names. Uh, here's the one thing. And Sam, you know, I've gotten DMs before from a couple guys I've shared with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, something I'm surprised about. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know if I ever said this to Julia, but Julia, I did get a, a DM from Kirk Cousins out of nowhere. Like uh, super. It was super random, super thoughtful. Uh, so that, you know, then I saw him in the, in the, in the stadium a couple of times at the facility and he's always been a good guy to me. Like Kirk Cousins, I was the first game and I am a little biased. The first game I ever called on national TV for the Big Ten Network was Michigan State versus Purdue. So Kirk Cousins was one of the first games I covered, uh, went to Michigan State, did the game. He was very gracious back then. Um, 
his memory to me, the fact that we can have these conversations and he remembers this stuff. I shared the tweet and the text with Sam that Sam that um, Kirk Cousins sent me. And so I asked this question of a couple guys and I said, one, Tuesdays are still off because when I played, it was off. And they're like, yeah, unless you're hurt. And that's the key. If you're hurt, coaches do expect you to come in and get treatment. But that's it. There's nothing else going in. Now, Alex Boone saying like, yeah, you come in and get treatment and do this. And you see a coach in the hallway and he's like, hey, come upstairs and let's let's talk real quick. Yeah, that does happen. But those coaches also know legally it's your day off. And this is the reason why some teams have gotten in trouble like the Arizona Cardinals uh, for over practicing or over asking players time because legally within a binding contract, the CF, the CBA says that players have to get a day off. That's government. Like you got to get a day or two off. So that's why Mondays are off, which means we're going to watch film and then you can go about your day. Tuesdays are your off day. Go do charity work. Go give back to the community. Go do, if you're hurt though, just come in in the morning and get that out the way and then go about your day. We haven't even gotten the film together yet. Now, it is iPads, and so they do push it out Tuesdays, Mondays and Tuesdays. They say, hey, man, I got your DVD. I got your film. Like, I'm, that's how old I am. It was DVDs back then. Uh, now it's just probably on the iPad. They could just send it to the cloud. But back when I played, it was like, hey, come get your DVD on Monday or Tuesday. Other than that, boom, I'll see you guys Wednesday for install. That's been the plan. That's always been the plan. Unless there's a Saturday game or something else or we played Sunday night or Monday, that's the plan. And so for two guys that never played with Kirk Cousins to say that that was a problem in the locker room, that's a lie. That's why Josh Patel is saying this is cap because they weren't there. You don't know what he's like. I'm pretty sure the other players felt the same. No, you don't know this. You you both were different teams. You never actually played with Kirk. So how can you say when you heard that you were like, oh, I'm offended. Why are you offended by another player on another team? Like, that's what's weird to me. That's why I don't understand why people are even asking that question. Y'all never played with Kirk. So why are you so offended by a random dude that's a quarterback for another team? That's like saying Brock Purdy eats or, or Will Levis. You know, oh, I'm so offended that he eats uh, Miracle Whip in his coffee, man. And I'm in the locker room and I smell that. You're in a different locker room and you smell his coffee and his man mayonnaise? Come I on, am man. offended by that, actually. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, yeah, he disrespects your coffee. But. Like, that's where I go with it. I just I see two guys that never play with Kirk that are trying to insert themselves into this conversation because another guy asked them the question. If you if you see Jeremiah Searles, he never really actually says that, though. It's more so of like he's like, I just remember when, you know, that was it. Boone's the one saying all the stuff. Searles is kind of like, yeah, you know, I, there's nothing to do on Tuesdays because nobody else is there. What do you mean? Everybody? Nobody's there. Like, stop lying. Like, it might be one or two guys there getting treatment. It might be one or two guys there meeting with a coach. But but the fact that some people say Kirk is too analytical, he's too drawn into stuff, like, make up your mind. Either he's too analytical and he won't play loose and fast like some of these quarterbacks, or he prepares too much and you wish he, would, he wouldn't be so robotic. You can't have both. You can't have both. And he is a robot, which means he puts a ton of time into what he does, and he makes a lot of great plays, and he makes minimal mistakes. So – with that, we're going to move on because we could go on all day about this. I'm pretty sure we'll follow back up with this. I did send another message to a couple other players. And as I get more intel on this, I'm going to we'll, we'll put this out there in the ether and, and see what people think. But I will say players that I know that I talk to, it, it, everybody's off. Like you come in, you get treatment, you grab your film, but it's an iPad and whatever. 
and then you're off about your day. You go service the community. You go hang out with your family. Because who cares if you win the Super Bowl and then you get divorced when the season's over? That's not what God intended it to be. So don't act like it. You take Saturdays and Sundays off on your job. They can't take Saturday and Sundays off, so they take Monday, Tuesdays off. It's called what the government has requested of us. Like, stop acting like it's not in the CBA and there's some, like, weird loophole where everybody practices on the Tuesday. It's lies. Uh, but we're we're going to jump into Julia's topic because it's time to talk about the Timberwolves and the slander. Again, more slander. This is like Slander Friday. We're, we're just going to we're going to debunk all the slander of the world. There was some slander about the Timberwolves on ESPN. We'll talk about that next. But we have a word from our sponsors. And that sponsor is FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That first bet could be on the Timberwolves tonight. They are minus four against the Milwaukee Bucks or minus 166 on the money line. New customers could get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. $150 if your bet wins. And when you've got the 150 you can bet your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays or same-game parlay pluses, exclusive props, first basket scorer. You can bet the rebounds, the point totals, points and rebounds combined. So many ways to wager at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on is the website. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And download the easy-to-use FanDuel Sportsbook app and shoot your shot. Bet five, get 150. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. I was going to ask you, Julia, what your day off was, but I'm not going to even go there. That's petty. Uh, so we'll jump into your Wait, topic. Why? <laughs> I was just going to ask you, like, what, what day was your day off? Mine, Monday, Tuesday as well. Oh, see, so you're with the NFL. See, yeah. so, but do you do you come in and get film and 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 work on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday? Do you get no. treatment? Do you get Rest treatment? Check out. Also, studies have shown that one rot day a week actually helps your mental health. Ah, see, man, and, and of course we care about mental health uh, uh, clearly, but I do. I guess, it helps I, guess me. I guess other players don't want to care about mental health anymore. So, but Julia, uh, ESPN, we we already know they they ranked. The Nuggets one, Celtics two, Clippers three, Mavs four, and Suns five. That's so again, they're saying the West has the best chance of winning overall because they're put four teams in the West in the top five and one team in the East. Neither of those four teams are the number one team in the West. Julian, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean the West is obviously so much tighter than the East right now, right? Um I think it all runs back to the, the argument we've been talking about since we've been talking about postseason. People haven't seen it from the Wolves, so they're not willing to put any money or, or put any confidence into this team because, like we talked about just a few weeks ago, the Wolves went into this season with only the hopes of winning a playoff series. They weren't even talking about, like, titles. It wasn't a thing. And then all of a sudden, all of the things that they were trying to do last year when they had that huge blockbuster trade with Rudy is all coming to fruition this year, and things are working out exactly like they said they were. Um, but I think it, it comes just down to the fact that uh, people haven't seen it from them, so they don't have any way of, thinking, oh, sure, the Wolves will go far in, in, in the postseason and make it to the finals or anything like that. I think that that's the bottom line. But um, I also think it has uh, 
something to do with the Minnesota sports culture that I talk about all the time. They wonder, like, it's getting near the end. Are they going to sell the road? What's going to happen? Someone walk around here is just sometimes. I mean, we're watching the the Gophers game last night against Ohio State, and uh. end, we're like, are they going to give it up here at the end? Because they've been playing lights out all night. They've been dominant all night. Is this going to happen? And Ryan, our producer, I will say, this is not just me being an outside hater here either. Ryan, our producer, is born and raised Eden Prairie guy, and he's the one that brings it up more than anybody else does about the Minnesota sports culture and how people just wait for that other shoe to drop right there at the end. Um, I think that's where it comes from here. But, uh, Ron, I think you have an interesting take. I don't know if you're going if, – if Sam's talking after me or what, but you have an interesting take on why ESPN in particular uh, is the one that always uh, leaves the wolf out <laughs> and has crazy takes on things. But I think it just comes down to um, people think Nuggets, obviously, and Celtics because they've just blown – their conference away this this season but wolves it's just it's just an overlook i think because people haven't seen it from before so they're not willing to put any money or invest in them quite yet and i will say for the fans i want i want the fans to stick around for the end of the show because i'm gonna i'm gonna read you guys a direct message like i said I, i don't lie about this stuff a direct message i'm not gonna but from josh metellus so i did get the message i'll read it he's uh he and I are going back and forth on this, so I, I, I had to, I had to go to the source. Like I had to go to one of the sources. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. It's going to be really quick. Uh, but Sam, these Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, this list is clearly fueled by a love of the stars: Luca, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, uh, James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Tatum, Jokic. Like I can't fault them. For Nuggets, Celtics, Clippers, but putting the Mavs and Suns above right. both OKC and Minnesota. So you're just you're just neglecting the teams that have not been there before. I mean, that, that that's what it is. There's no reason, having watched 55 games of the Timberwolves, that you would knock them off that top five for something you've seen on the court. This is not like the Vikings of two years ago where you could make an argument that they're fraudulent because they only win when they come back late in games. No, like these Timberwolves have a great point differential, the number one defense in the league. They've got one of the best young players in the league. They've got the defensive player of the year. They've got a great right-hand man in Carl Anthony Towns. They've got a steadying point guard. They've got one of the best sixth men in the league in Nas Reed. They've got, they check all the boxes. So you're just trying to be an agitator. You're it, It's low-hanging fruit. Now, it's easy to to knock down and denigrate the Timberwolves because they're the team that that's never been here. And they always suck. Um, mm-hmm. That's where this is coming from. I, and I'm not gonna, you know what? Give them bulletin board material. Give this team motivation. That's I love it. Underestimate them. Do it. I dare you. Yeah. And so I'm a, I'm a, yeah, Julia, you're right. I'm gonna pay off your tease. Um, here's two things I've noticed lately with, 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 with certain networks, it's been about gotcha moments. Uh, it's been about aha, stupid stuff. It's been about let me say what I'm going to say. And that's why I think my boy Ryan Clark um, is still in the middle of a battle because he's not that guy. He's going to keep it real. He's not going to just throw out dumb stuff. Um, and so like J.J. Reddick, he was dead on and he said it. He said, I could break down Pelicans games. That's why I love J.J. Reddick because he's real. 
I could break down Pelicans games for nine straight games and give you guys all the analytics of why. And he said, I actually did it. He said, I went to my numbers and it's 54,000 views. He said, I could get up here and say, Doc Rivers doesn't have any accountability to his mistakes. And y'all are going to absolutely kill me. Y'all are going to get tens of millions of views and everybody's going to come to his, like, you know, Captain Save him. He's right. That's what's going on. Like, people now know if they, because if you look at fan bases, New York, crazy fans, Texas, crazy fans, California, and then I'm going to go the next crazy market as far as engagement goes. I'm going to go Minnesota, because if you watch the national networks as well, when people make comments about our people in Minnesota, Minnesota fans are like, they could talk crazy about Kawhi. And I don't think people are going to jump like Clippers. The Clippers don't have a fan base of people they are going to attack. Uh, the LeBronians are like LeBron has fans. Jordan has fans. Kobe has fans. Like those fans are always going to jump down people's throats for their guy. Um, Tom Brady has fans. We know that Patrick Mahomes has fans. And then Kirk Cousins has fans. The Timberwolves have fans, especially now that they're number one. And I think that's the key is this, is when you look at that group, and I and I started to realize what they're doing. The Nuggets won, so I get that. They already won it. We get it. Celtics are good. We get that because they, they've actually shown us that. The Clippers' stars are stars. The Mavs have Kyrie and Luka. The Suns have KD and Devin Booker. The Timberwolves, they're only really giving credit right now to Anthony Edwards. I don't think they trust Carl Anthony Towns in the clutch moments, and I don't think they know Rudy Gobert. He's not a scorer. He's a defender, and that's why that matters. I don't think that – I think that's the other reason. I think if they were to have a top ten list, maybe the Timberwolves are six. But I guarantee they're putting star for star. You put Jokic up there, and I think his star power in the team's enough they won. The Celtics, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown with that terrible dunk. You got the Clippers and their big three. You got the Mavs and Luke and Kyrie, and then you got the Suns and KD, one of the best scorers in NBA history, and Kyrie, one of the best point guards in NBA history. And then you just have Anthony Edwards. And then you have a bunch of other guys that's a good team. I think the Timberwolves are the new Nuggets. Like, they're a team of guys that are finding a way to get to the top, and nobody can explain it, and they don't want to. They don't want to give them credit. And Minnesota, we are waiting for the other shoe to drop. So I think that's why. But I do say it's, it's all about clickbait. It's all about throwing that out there because – the only reason I saw that is because of Minnesota Twitter. Somebody else was pissed off, and then everybody else got pissed off about the video, and uh, you know, and it just went. And ESPN's like, "Oh, we did it. We did our job. We left the number one team out, and now everybody's mad." Good job, people. I think that's what they're doing. I, I, I really do. I don't. I don't think true basketball people truly believe the Timberwolves aren't a contender. I think they should be in the top four. Uh, power metrics from the NBA, which is actual voters of the NBA stuff and cover the NBA, have the Timberwolves one and two every week for the last, what, month? So it it, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> we're going to predict the Wolves' final win total, though. What seed do you think they'll be in the West, Sam? I have broken this down with great detail. They have 27 games remaining, 15 against winning teams, 12 against losing teams. I'm asking oh, them wow. to go nine and six against the winning teams, 10 and two against the losing teams for a total of 19 and eight to finish the year and a record of 58 and 24. It's the same as the 2004 team with KG that made the Western finals. If they do that, I believe they will be the one seed. Because there's going to be a lot of cannibalizing of these teams. They're going to play each other and beat each other. It's going to be hard 
for any other teams to exceed that. So I think if you go 19 and eight, I think you're the one seed in the West, 58 wins. And, and the one thing I'll say too, before we get to Julia, Thunder weren't in that list either. And they're the two seed right now in the mm-hmm. West. So I think it's the same thing with them. They don't trust their stars. They're looking at like it's maybe just Chet and Shea, uh, but they're putting Shea as the one and Chet as the maybe. I think Chet is the, and Chet's not Carl Anthony Towns in my opinion. He does give you scoring. Um, the other team, the Pelicans are the fifth seed. They didn't give it to them. They skipped them and gave it to the Mavs and the Suns. So I can see that. Like, I think that was literally just, let me go off of star power. Cause when I see those names too, I don't see the Thunder as a, as a contender. I do see the Timberwolves though, because they're knocking off the Giants. Julia, what do you think? I also think Chris Finch doesn't get enough credit, uh, especially in the national news. I think people don't – I mean, the players give him so much credit, and I think that's where we really see his coaching shine, and that's the only time that we hear anybody really talk about him is right. when Anthony Edwards – listen, Anthony Edwards is not going to lie to the media. It's not in his nature. He can't help but be honest, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's a bad thing. But he's always talking about how Chris Finch is so blatantly honest with these guys, um, and he keeps it real with everybody, no matter the star power. And I think that that's a huge thing um, in keeping this Wolves team humble as well, because with guys like Anthony Edwards, who have huge personalities, you need somebody to check him every now and again. And, it's, and with right. Cat, too. Um, but going going into the win totals, Sam, I have 57 and 25 as their final record. Okay. Um, I have them one or two seed. I honestly, the fact that the Wolves have kept the one seed, what, for 90, at least 90% of this season, right? Mm-hmm. That says something, too. I think people don't, like, realize, especially with how competitive the West has been, they don't realize how hard it is to stay up there. I mean, what's the Thunder's two games behind, I think. Um, so I could see them ending up the one or two seed. Uh, I just, I, I don't, I hope that no one gets hurt. Uh, I, I hope everyone stays healthy. They've had a lot of luck with that this season. Um, but they've got a seven, seven game home stretch coming up here. Um, and I think that they're going to take advantage of that. And um, I think that they're going to finish this last leg pretty strong. So, yeah, 57 and 25, one or two seed, but I, I got more confidence in them ending up being the one seed. Mm. So, I'm looking at this schedule, and maybe I'm biased, or maybe I'm like looking at these teams and they don't look good to me who they're about to play. Like, a lot, a lot of these games look like lunch. Like, it, it looks like you could take a couple days off and play like, just Anthony Edwards. I mean, the Spurs haven't looked good. The Grizzlies, we know they're pretty much done. Uh, not pretty much. They're done. Uh, the Kings are tough. Clippers are tough. Trailblazers are done. Pacers are going to be tough. Clippers are done. Or Cavs are, are not done, but I don't think the Cavs are a team that I'm worried about. The Lakers don't feel like a team I should be worried about. The Jazz twice. Um, you got the Cavs again. You got the Pistons that are terrible. You got the Bulls, the Rockets, uh, the Raptors. I think they're looking forward to getting back at them. You got the Tim- the Lakers again, the Wizards, who are a disaster. Um, and then you got the Hawks and you got the Suns, which towards the end, Suns Nuggets at the end of the year is going to be a tough. I, I got to win in 20 games. So I, I feel like the only one that throws me off and this the start of the Bucks that could be 19. So I'm right with you guys. Like I'm at 58 to 59 wins. Like I think they can get 20 wins out of this because we don't know what Bucks team we're going to see today. Like, you don't know what Doc's going to do. You don't know. 
<clears throat> they absolutely murdered the Trailblazers the last time, last two times they played them. So, and they have them coming up again. They, the Bulls did beat them, but again, I think that was just an OT meltdown. Like to mm -hmm. me, that felt like more of just like running out of gas and Chris Finch not, you know, figuring it out. The other thing I'll say too about the ESPN thing, I forgot about this. A lot of the national people, the the, the sample size of Timberwolves they've gotten have not been great. You think about early on in the season. You think of some about some of those national Celtics games. And you think about that 60-point Carl Anthony Towns night. Like, that's what a lot of people are seeing. They're like, what the heck is this team doing? Like, this is not a team I think can win it. Whereas you look at Joel Embiid's 70-point game and, and all these other guys, they're winning these games, and they're, they got the game under control. The Timberwolves had no control. So I do understand that. But I'm going to go 59. I'm, I'm going to be bullish on them. I think they can get 59 wins. I think they'll be the one seed. I, I just nice. see 20 wins in that stretch. Um yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. They got a tough stretch, though. Uh, we we got to talk about the Twins, though, because they're cheap, and uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, before we do that, I want everybody to know, uh, SiriusXM is a proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Make sure you download the SXM app on any market you're on. Just search SXM on the app. And remember, you can get any of the hometown broadcasts. Just search Twins, because baseball season is coming up. You'll get that. And you can still get Timberwolves right now, because that is going on. And you're going to want to watch them down the stretch as they head for the NBA Finals. But again, that's SiriusXM. And search Locked On Sports Minnesota for all of our content 24-7, wherever you go. You can take us with you on your SiriusXM app. And make sure you check out SiriusXM in your car if you have it. It is worth it. I have it. It's been great. You never are without good music or a good show so make sure you check that out on locked on sports on xm radio sears xm the app that's xxm in the app market well now it's time to move on we got to talk about the twins sam tell us what's going down with this uh this this tea i'm not gonna say cheap frugal we'll use frugal <laughs> fruit uh that's that's a very kind way to put it if you've been looking at twitter the past few days twins <laughs> owner joe polad goes on the radio in an interview basically confirms the Twins are done spending for the offseason. If you look at payroll totals, last year they spent $156 million. They let Kent Maeda walk. They let Sonny Gray walk. And they did not really replace them. And they are now set for a $112 million payroll. Now, I know there was a huge dispute with the television. They probably lose some money with their contract with Valley Sports North this coming year. I get that. But it's not $44 million they're losing and twins fans are very upset because the twins were division champions they won three playoff games they won a playoff series and they went as far as a twins team has in 20 years and now now they're tightening the purse strings now they're not bolstering this contending team and i for one i get the vitriol and i'm part of it too i mean i'm i'm a big twins follower big twins supporter and last year was wonderful because as uneven as the offense was, you had legitimate starting pitching up and down that rotation. And that was the secret sauce because when the offense was down, the pitching would pick them up. And now you've lost two of your top four starters, Sonny Gray, who was a Cy Young candidate, Kent Maeda, who was very professional veteran presence. And you've replaced them with the Chris Paddock, who hasn't really pitched in two years. You're hoping Bailey Ober takes a step. You're hoping that Anthony DeSclafani can stay healthy. It reminds me a lot of 2022, when the Twins were trying to get big innings out of Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer and Randy Dobnak, and they were crossing their fingers. This feels like a fingers-crossed rotation 
to me. And you're one injury to Pablo Lopez away from being uh, an average to bad rotation, I fear. So I get it. I'm I'm upset by it um, because I don't think they lost $44 million in the TV dispute. I mean, it seems like that money's going somewhere else and it's not going toward the team. Julia? Couldn't agree more, Sam. I feel like I have all these points listed right here. I think um, <laughs> it's a lot of faith in what they've got right now. And I think it was less aggression this offseason because they were worried about the TV deal. Um, I will say, I mean, we still – maybe we're, we're done spending for the offseason, but if things start off terribly for the Twins, maybe they'll spend some money once the season starts. Who knows? Uh, but do we really want to let it get to that point? You know, that's what we're wondering. I, I was talking about this um, in our 10 p.m. news yesterday because Reggie's down in Fort Myers covering spring training. And um, the big question has been, how do you fill the holes of Sonny Gray and Kinta Maeda? I think people didn't give Kinta Maeda enough credit last year. A lot of those losses that he had on his record were not his fault. Um, mm-hmm. And I think his numbers didn't really show how important he was to that rotation. Um, you're right. We, Chris Paddock, he came in to relieve a little bit there at the end and he was great for sure. But we in Minnesota haven't seen what he's done as a starter yet. So we really don't know. You bring in disco and you're like, okay, that's awesome for, you know, the fifth spot in the rotation, Mm -hmm. I guess, but we'll see. I think it's also come down to um, the twins are putting a lot of faith in on the other side of things in the young hitters that they have, but they got really lucky that all of those young guys that were hitting your, your Matt Walners, your Edward Julians. Um, I think they're obviously going to put, uh, we'll see Brooks Lee. I'm sure up in the bigs this season, they're putting a lot of faith in the young guys and, and hoping mm-hmm. that they stay healthy. It just seems like there's not a lot of depth at spots that uh, desperately need it. The bullpen Seems great, right? But they are relying on guys like Bailey Ober and Louis Varlin to fill spots of like Sonny Gray and Kenta Maeda, which is just wild. I feel like when you put that in a sentence together. So couldn't agree with you more, Sam. I think that um, Twins fans have every right to be upset about this, but uh, it's a long season and a lot can change. Um so we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how they start out their season and see if any changes happen then. And we'll also see who stays healthy too. But yeah, twins have every right to be upset about $44 million lower on the payroll and two of your best guys in your rotation. Peace and out. Yeah. And so for me, I mean, you guys are way better baseball minds than I am. Um, I, I just go to frugal and this is, this is what I'm going with, with the frugalness. Uh, when you look at like back in the day, the Verlander, uh, you know, sweepstakes and the Randy Johnson sweep, you know, like all these teams, like I remember the Yankees signed Randy Johnson and that was going to be the big one. Or, you know, when they signed Alex Rodriguez and then they, you know, they, they re-signed Jared Jeter and then they, you know, judge and you have to spend money sometimes to win. And that's what this league is about. And then once you create that, we are willing to spend money mantra and we are willing to win and we're going to bring whoever in it takes to win. Other players want to come. The fact that the Twins don't have that, other players 
struggle with signing with Minnesota because they know they're basically putting themselves into this type of purgatory, which is it's not going to be a lot of money given out to bring other pieces to help us out. And that's what I think is the problem. I get the the Yankees have a different market, so they get a ton of money from endorsements. They get a ton of money from sponsors. And that's where a lot of these owners make their money back, people that want to be involved. Who's going to pay to be involved with a team that has one of the lowest payrolls in baseball? Like, that's the problem is, like, your product, you have to spend money to make money. And that's a billionaire thing. That's not me. I feel like I just want to make money. I'm not spending nothing. But billionaires, you have to spend money to make money. You have to put money into the stock market to get money back. You can't just go in and say, all right, and I, and I get it. I think Sam said it and Julie said it. It's like a free roll. Like, let's let's pray. All right, this, this might work. Let's just see what happens. At the end of the day, if it doesn't work, people are going to go back to your payroll. And the fact that you're willing to say that out loud. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's pray together. We'll see what happens down in training camp. Uh, Reggie's probably going to give us a lot of info down there. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for joining us today, the everydayers as well. And to pay off the tease, I will say the only reason I brought up Josh Metellus is because he actually tweeted Cap. So I wanted to get his direct um, reaction. And I know a lot of the players can trust me because they know I'm going to keep most of the conversation uh, PG. And I'm going to keep most of it out of whatever. Here's what Josh Metellus had to say about this because I want to end this and, and the reason for the word Cap. Mm-hmm. He said, what's up, man? How's it been? He said, let me tell you this. Nobody cares. <laughs> He said, me personally, I take a day off for my family. He said, I know Kirk does as well. When we say off, though, let's be real, bro. It doesn't mean off. We're not really off. It's not off, off. We're just off because we don't have to practice. But Kirk's getting his body worked on with his body guy. He's doing recovery work with his recovery guy. He's actually in the facility getting recovery work if he needs to. And then he's going to be in the pool or whatever. He said, we even have pool recovery days on those days where guys can just get in the pool and recover hot tub cold tub massage get your body work kirk did bring the body guy to minnesota we know that after he saw pat mahomes do it so for people that are unaware of the situation but just want to speak on it that's the problem with this if you don't actually clearly think through what's going on kirk's doing the work on tuesdays he's watching the film on his ipad he's getting his body worked on so he's not truly off but I want to appreciate Josh Metellus for, for hitting me back. I told him, man, like you're you're you got some great stuff going in this Brian Flores off the defense, blah blah. And I said, I'm looking forward to getting you back on the show. And then of course he said, I appreciate you. So I love Josh Metellus. Like he's a Michigan guy from Detroit. So I had to I had to check in with my guy because I'm like, this this to me, there's gotta be more to it. And that's the one thing I think people are getting. Off doesn't mean off. Off just means I'm not practicing today. I'm not coming in to throw. I'm not doing this. But I will get my body worked on. I will be watching film. I can take my phone and watch film while I'm sitting with my family like that is truly doable because you can take your notes. You can do whatever while your kids are playing. You're watching TV. We've seen that. Kirk was watching the games, playing football with his son with an iPad on his lap. Come on, man. For people that are parents, Sam, you know that we can multitask. Kirk is definitely a multitasker, but I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Exton. That's Julia Daniels. I can go on forever about this because this is a ridiculous topic, but we had to handle it because that's our job. It's our job, and we want to make sure we brought you guys the real answers. But to the everydayers again, man, we appreciate you guys for liking, sharing, downloading, letting us know what you think. Also, I want to thank Julia Daniels for joining us on a Friday. Cowboy for joining us without having anything to say. But great job, Cowboy. And then Sam Maxwell, I appreciate everything you do. Uh, everybody, make sure you can download and you can subscribe to, to uh, the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed on YouTube 24-7. You get all the shows all the time. That's Vikings, Wild Wolves, Gophers, and Timberwolves, of course, because they're the number one team, and we're going to follow them 
want to thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.